Adventures of Blondie, the Brotherhood of Steel Scribe, Clark, the Veteran Mercenary, Pat, the Gearhead Greaser, and Hazel, the Traveling Scholar. This is Rat Wolves, a Fallout Tabletop RPG. So, okay, so, so, it, standard order of operation, if the vault thinks you're related to vault resident number two, vault resident two is Marty Buffont, the husband of the vault overseer, who is vault resident number one, then you are the love child of Martin Buffont, who is apparently a clone that's less than five years old. So if it if it helps you at all, it's it's very possible your actual dad is dead because the vault killed him when you were a baby. Does that wow, help? Wow, your dad is both dead and still alive. And a ghoul, and the head of a criminal organization that's trying to take over New Orleans. And cheated um, on his wife with your mom. And 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 and, and owns the uh, sweet chariot. So you know that's that that could be considered a plus. And doesn't remember you. You got a lot going on, Lonnie. That's a, yeah. that's a hey, lot. Hey, shut up, Pep. <laughs> hey, shut up, Clark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, shut up. Okay, are uh, we killing this thing or not? What are we doing? No, okay, no don't kill the thing. He's got to put no, that in me first. No, oh, I. Okay, okay, guys. Are you going to kill the voodoo's wife? I'm gonna go get my brother out of the great. No, big... you're not. You're checking number two. We're gonna confirm this little theory of yours. <sighs> then we'll deal with your brother. You know your brother's name. We could probably look it up from he's there in the, instead of he's trying in to figure the, the number. We'll just well, open what? the tank up and we'll okay, get him out. If, if, Look, I if I if what I'm if he the real Clark name, we don't have a diamond suit for him. Wait, he might have gills. Oh, he probably does have gills. If he has gills, then he's a clone of my brother, and my brother's dead. You know, this just keeps getting worse and worse. Oh, it does. You know, You're I, not wrong. I bet the I bet the amphibian one. Maybe that was the uh, the whole gill thing. You know what was really funny is we walked into a vault, and I thought, "Hey, it'll be so much fun to go investigate a vault." And I walked in. It was like, "Wow, this is almost like." really comforting and homey feeling compared to being outside where there's giant explosions and giant monsters and ghouls that want to kill us and now we're in the shit Hazel, everything's the way planned, whether you're inside or outside shut up pep nothing bad has happened to you yet Mark, you shut got, up you got, Let you got free speak. therapy you got free therapy over there I'm part chameleon or lizard or something. Salamander. Something like that. And then we got this guy over here. He's, I don't even know what you are anymore. All right. Me? Guys, I'm going to talk to the overseer. All of you, zip it before I give you all a timeout. Yes, ma'am. Lonnie, let's go. <laughs> Hazel, in full-on teacher mode, walks over to where the uh, glowing uh, hazmat suit with the overseer supposedly in it is and goes so can you understand what I'm saying or do you just say names over and over and over again uh, the, is there any the, brain left in there the overseer kind of looks at you and says welcome to Vault 18 that's what I thought alright so I'm going to actually uh, nothing about 
the oh, the glowing hazmat overseer looks um, uh, hostile at all at this point, right? I can basically start investigating to see if there's any kind of key card, if there's any kind of documentation, if there's anything they're carrying that can give me more information. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... You go ahead and do a perception plus uh, science, difficulty... Perception uh, plus science. All right, and I'm going to use two of my... Uh, AP points on this too because I really want this. You got it. Two successes. Great job. Oh, sheesh. Uh, you All may right. to look through the kind of like what this this it, it it seems like that it is a glowing one in a hazmat suit. You mm-hmm. can tell that from it. Uh, you know from the history of glowing ones that they are not up. Uh, they have lost a lot of mental facilities. Um, they they are not like um, the the like ghouls that are not feral um much like uh, lonnie's recent run-in with the glowing one um you find a override access key card that is kind of stuffed in the corner uh that the uh uh overseer had been sitting on Mm, give me that and at this point a voice in the intercom rings out and says (coughs) directive report to the overseer's office uh, well, I guys, I think I found a key card to get into the overseer's office. Um, I would I, like some answers. Yeah, me too. Um, also, Pep, I got angry. I'm sorry for yelling. Uh, I'm a little bit stressed about the whole. Um, sorry, Bonnie said it was a salamander. Um, but I got a little bit angry and I would like to go get some answers now, please. I mean, I guess you technically did go through puberty just now. I'm going to ignore that from the man whose dad is currently five years old. <laughs> and I would like to go get some answers. So, Pat, please, if you could, if you could lead the way in the power armor, I think that would be great for everybody. Well, you know, Clark, someone told me I should be a little more cautious with the power armor. And I don't know if me taking the front would be sufficiently cautious enough. Does everyone here agree that maybe the power armor going first would be a wise use of power armor? Or is that being reckless? Pep, would you please go first? Sure. I would appreciate it. Let's go. Where am I going? Um, This way? That's a really good question. Um, Hey, glowing overseer dude. Uh, Point, where's your office? Uh, The the overseer kind of looks at you and and says, Grah! And then looks at Lonnie and says, Marty, Marty. All right. He's, uh, she's saying that because you look like your dad. Who's yes. five. Maybe Marty, not Marty. even five yet. They haven't come back yet. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Again. 
Well, okay, the vaults are all basically laid out the same. Has anyone else been to the vault and might know where the overseer's office is? Um, at this uh, point, doors open. Um, all of, of uh, it, it seems like all of the doors that exit uh, open automatically, and you hear the sound of, of robots uh, kind of rummaging through um, the, the room that you were previously in, where you killed your. Uh, well, I've got a little bit of a concern about that. Uh, wait, you didn't kill my clone. <laughs> yeah, what's the vital showing on? Uh... <laughs> oh, are you back in that room? Well, we, we had to, to get, that room. get go through exit, that room right? to get to door three, yeah. I think. Uh, that clone is dead. Uh, and you uh, see uh, two protect- protectrons uh, kind of walking around. The clone is, it seems like, disintegrated into a pile of dust. Um, and you see protectrons carrying uh, two bodies out of the second door in there. Um, one of them you recognize as uh, John Buck Roosevelt, and the other one you recognize as Clark. And these are dead bodies? Yeah, and the protectrons bring them in and let go, and the bodies float. All right, I'm going to get over to the bodies and take a look at them. Hey, hold on now. Wait, if, hey. I, if I have any stuff, I, I want my stuff. I'm not trying to loot the bodies, you idiot. I'm trying to see what was done to them. Well, he's dead. I want his stuff, which is the bodies are naked stuff. except for underwear. The bodies are wearing underwear. Well, no. they could, in theory, still they have something on them. Where do you do? Do you do you like use a prison wallet or anything? Is there something I should know about you? Check the tailpipe. Maybe, maybe other Clark did. <laughs> I'm not going to check though. <sighs> that was going to be my next question. All right, it's... I'm going to go. I'm just going to just go over to bo- the bodies and take a look at the body. Now, now, as far as consent goes, does Clark have to give consent to check other Clarks? That's a very good question because it's are they a separate it's entity? Stepping... Lonnie, I don't like where you're asking this question. Stepping outside of the game, yes. You have to... <laughs> Unless the clones are attacking you, you have to give consent. If you right. are... If you're walking around and there is, like, a doll of you, the, of your exact proportions laying on the ground, that's it. Please ask the person that looks exactly like the doll before touching <laughs> Only I can touch my dead body. All right. So as the next of kin, or the closest thing to it we've got here, can I... Do a coroner's overview of the body of your twin brother slash father. Yeah, do Clark. medicine perception for difficulty zero if you're going to do that and let uh, get Clark's permission before you do that. Yes, Clark. Clark Fine, doesn't have to get permission. Fine, but I don't want to watch. Well, that is a different level of weird but um i'm gonna say you're either the next of kin or yeah we'll, we'll just say closest living relative i'll just ask actually, clark clark do the scars match do the scars match dm that's actually a really good question do the scars match what he has his clark, like clark has knows his body he knows he's talked about his scars before yes the scars match to him outside of anything he has gotten, everything that he has gotten before the game started, uh, he still has. Everything from when Hazel pierced his heart, um, from where um, the 
like the hands used to be a little scarred. Um, everything is is uh, is uh, not so, there that was um, from this game time. Pretty much, save state pre-game. We saved your character. That's what it is. Huh. Yeah, I don't care. He's dead. I'm the one that's living. Do whatever you well, want. I got zero successes, so uh, it it looks like Clark. Um, and Buck. You, you can't tell anything discerning about the um, about the character, uh, the character, the body. Um, the body. You and you can tell on the hands, there are two cuts that go from uh, kind of across the palm. And uh, there is a giant uh, a kind of like hole in his stomach. Huh. Two cuts across the hands and a hole in his stomach. Uh, is are there similar wounds on uh, Buck's body? Uh, no. Do the okay. hand cuts look like they might have been from a sword? Uh, do perception plus melee weapons for difficult. Mr. I, oh God, no successes. Uh, you don't really. Uh, see what exactly happened, but it seems like that the way that um, the cuts are, they do look like your sword. Um, you're, you're not quite sure what happened. Uh, at this point, um, a voice comes over the intercom and says, Directive, please report to the overseer's office. Well, honestly, at this point, what do we really have to lose? Let's, let's go to the overseer's office. Maybe, maybe we can find some answers in there. Or, sorry, let me rephrase that. Let's find some answers that aren't monumentally traumatizing to all of us in general in there. You're not going to find that. Um, the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you about that one. There aren't enough luck points at the table. To... Nah. <laughs> um... Uh, this is an empty stark room that has a number of turrets and cameras that follow the crew as you enter. Uh, there's a console on the side of the room, and it speaks. Directive. Please enter. Override code. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try and enter the code, Martin. Wait, don't I? Wait, don't you have the code? Yeah, you have, have, the, have the code. I, I have the key card. But they gave me the code to be able to open the vault door. You're oh, right. Yeah. You're right. I'm not going to put in Martin. I'm going to start to and then go, wait, what? <laughs> Let me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Let Sorry. me try that. Um, I guess I'll go over there <clears throat> at a brisk pace, seeing as how these turrets are probably like trained on me. Yep. Yeah, and, we um, should probably be ready, guys. Yep. Yeah. I'll. Clark, um, is standing, Clark is standing behind the guy in power armor. Power between <laughs> him and the turrets. Yep, okay. I'll plug in. Okay, great. Uh, so you enter the overseer's code, and now it says, uh, "Directive, please enter override key card." Got it. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, Hazel's going to put the override key card into the uh, computer. I assume it's a pretty obvious slot that it it wants me to swipe it yep uh so you uh input that into the uh computer uh at that point the turrets deactivate and the cameras go away and the door opens 
and um, you all see a set of stairs, and you go up the stairs, and you enter the overseer's office. Uh, a giant tank with green liquid sits in the center of a room that looks like the executive office. The tank is floor to ceiling, and there is a floating brain inside of it connected to wires. A ring around the tank descends from the ceiling as four mechanical arms extend from it. A voice speaks up. Definitive statement. Your arrival was not in my calculations. Recalculating. Greeting. Hello. You have made your way to the overseer's office in Vault 18. My name is Marty. It's a situation to meet you. Waiting for a reply. And Hazel just kind of, kind of looks over. <clears throat> Mayor. Bonnie, um, I think, I think we found your real dad. Yeah, Bonnie. I. I don't agree. <laughs> I, I don't see the resemblance. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. Calculating. Uh, calculating. Unexpected outcome. Greetings. Marty. Error. Error. Recalculating. Greetings. Lonnie. Shit. That's not good. Um, hello. How are you? Directive complete. Happy to be assisting. Assisting all. Assisting you. Can you assist me to not die in ten weeks? Calculating. Time of death. 8.4 weeks. Cause of death. Radiation. Huh. Wait, that's not natural causes at all. Your answer is unacceptable. Yeah, can we push that out to at least like eight years? Calculating. Resident Hazel perceived death 8.4 weeks. Cause of death radiation. Ooh. Calculating. If it says 8.4 weeks, Martin, status deceased. Status update. Recombination in progress. Assisting. Assisting. How long on the recombination? Recombination delayed. Um, Overseer, what's uh, details concerning a radiation event in 8.4 weeks? Gulf Entity Directive complete. Gulf Entity 
occurs in eight weeks. Golf entity. Uh, I think maybe we know why they're why they got the amphibian and crawfish in the clone lab. I think uh, I think they're working on something big for for uh, old New Orleans. Calculating Gulf Entity estimated height four hundred feet. Estimation about, yeah. correct. Calculating big. Pep, you're gonna need a bigger set of. He's gonna need a helmet. <laughs> God, hey, this diving helmet works <laughs> adequately. It's a little foggy in here, but uh, yeah, doesn't have duct tape on it. <laughs> Everything he owns has duct tape on it. So, to confirm, in two months, a 400-foot entity is going to irradiate this area. Reassessing personality, profile, southern woman, financially wealthy. That's right, Lowney Hey Bear. Uh, there's the uh, the Gulf Entity Directive that we have been uh, uh, working on, and uh, that's in about eight weeks. It's about when that's happened. When did the Directive uh, concerning the Gulf Entity become a computed variable? The, vo- the voice speaks says on September 5th 2262 special clone operation convenes it begins Gulf Directive and special clone operative Mardi is attached to vault computational power for increased calculator but why Gulf Entity Where Gulf Entity? Cancel Gulf Entity? (laughs) (laughs) Recalculating personality. More descriptive. Lonnie Haybear and company, I gather you here today on the precipice of this old Nolan's uh, secret bunker that we're within. Um... You see, the uh, special clone operation uh, defined a uh, gulf entity. Now, that is a giant unidentified life form. Uh, we have ran several calculations on how to get that giant life form uh, away from the city of Nolens, and we have uh, put forth a directive to do so. Uh, that directive had to change when all of our calculations showed that a gulf entity would destroy absolutely everything. Uh, the directive now is uh, simply preservation. Uh, and so we have re-begun all of our collecting and sampling, cloning, and uh, we have completed the directive and are prepared for the next 400 years when the half-life of gulf entity is completely degraded and they're dead so we can repopulate and bring back the knowledge that we've gathered with us this far. Do your That's... cloning directives... Um... Are there? Did you make other clones uh, like me? You are a Generation One clone, uh, from which I can I can only say that uh, we have garnered you on your way into all knowledge, checked you into our secret secure system, and have uh, 
done our test of your personality and DNA sampling, and now you have uh, come out the other end the victor. Um, we have uh, deleted your memories and given you a uh, tape to uh, work for our um, uh, facsimile called the River Crawler Caravan. Well, um, I don't reread your computer with the results, and I... The part, I'm okay with the be unable to take um, the, the you know, being able to regrow limbs and stuff. I think y'all did a great job there. That's, you know, really hats off to you. But now there was a part about only living for like three months. And I that part I didn't, I didn't like as much. So um, could could you just go into a little more detail about that and why the fuck you did that? So you didn't you didn't like the way that we uh, we talked about that, right? I didn't like that I'm going to die soon. Recalculating personality, music promoter. Well, you see, oh, fuck. you see, Clark. <laughs> the thing is, oh, no. the thing is when you uh when you're looking. When when you're looking at at your lifespan, these uh, you know at the city of All Nolans, we don't care about non-residents. Uh, that's not something that we care about at all. Uh, we care about preserving us. And uh, you're a tourist, so uh, we did our regular experimentation that we do on uh, clones of Taurus. This tourist is about to smash open your case and destroy whatever the fuck you are. If you would like to recalculate your personality to respond to that information. Recalculating personality. <laughs> uh, personality recalibrated. Reckless Raider. Well, I'm sorry you didn't really like that. Uh, we, we'll just have to come up with another way of uh, presenting the information to you. I hope that uh, we've been very accommodating here in Vault 8 for all of your particular needs that you have wanted. We're very happy uh, to uh, to do whatever you need. We've completed our directive. We've secured the preservation. Uh, but we did not expect uh, for you all to, uh, to uh, uh, override uh, the tests that we were doing here. Uh, so uh, uh, operation... Uh, the operation is complete, but this entity... Uh, does not really uh, understand your purpose and is recalculating variables based on uh, your presence here. Um, do your calculations concerning the Gulf entity include the involvement of the Brotherhood of Steel? Special clone operation uh, was given uh, to uh, the leader of the Brotherhood of Steel, and um, he's been working with us ever since. They are 100% prepared for the uh, arrival of the Gulf Entity. Who else is working with you? We fall under the umbrella of the Special Clone Operation, uh, me and six other members of the uh, Special Clone Operation. Uh, you got names for them? Uh, yeah, I have names for all seven of them. Uh, our names are Marty Buffon. All of your names are Marty Buffon. Correct. Do you want to know more about Special Clone Operation? <laughs> um, I would really like to know um, what's happening with the corpse of my brother downstairs. 
And I would like the answer to be a really good one. And uh, I hope for your sake, it is. Traveling nomad, Martin was apprehended by New Orleans preservationists slash voodoos and brought into the vault. And we just happened to uh, recombinate him. Uh, He passed his test and uh, we sent the clone on his way. Unfortunately, uh, clone is dead. Uh, We are uh, awaiting recombination until we get an exact detail on why the clone died. Okay, uh, Hazel, do you want to just burn down this entire city? I'm thinking it's not a bad idea at this point, yeah. We should definitely... You know what? I I would love to. I would love to. I just... Wait, wait, one question, actually, before um, we consider uh, killing you, because, I mean, at least that's what I'm thinking. I don't know about these... Pep and Manu over here, but I, I think I we're on the same page, it, Hazel. I prefer to think of it as recombining you with the DNA of a blender. Yeah. Mm, yes, yes. Now, before that, uh, my question is if you the recombination of her brother um, is that also going to have a uh, five-year time, time span on the clone? Recombination calibrating twisted muscles. Hmm. I've heard of something like that before. <sighs> um. So. Basically, um, they're trying to turn <laughs> it into a superpowered melee creature. And if what's left of him, if I take him out of the tube downstairs, I don't ever get back my twin brother. He's just, he's dead, he stays dead, there's no clones, there's no coming back. And I i don't know if that would be the best thing to do in this situation or not. Hazel, everyone that's been cloned has had their memories wiped. And I'm not sure how that process works. Memory wipe? Would you like to know more? Yes, yes, <laughs> a- yes, absolutely. I would like to know more. Assessing personality. Teacher voice. <laughs> when clones are born in the vault at a mm. wee little age, they are absolutely hostile to their counterparts. So we have developed a code word, a code word we call Mardi Gras. At the term Mardi Gras, Shit. they change their personality back and forth between aggressive and non-aggressive. Under this jurisdiction, and when we decide to use the terminology directed at the certain people, they will then shift their personalities. Most clones are aggressive towards their previous clone or real person. Uh, and consistently display behavior of aggression and saying their own name over and over and over again. I've never done that. Memory no. wipe occurs. Memory wipe occurs in a injection-based format. The injection is given at time of cloning and wipes memory for a full week after cloning procedure is done. Subjects retain memories prior to 
one week of their operation. Do you, when you splice the genes, do you splice the genes onto the real person first? Or while you're making the clone? It's a symbiotic process while we make the clone. Shit, so I am a clone. But why don't I say my name like that? I've heard Mardi Gras a bunch of times. Right, and you're just always hostile. That's true, but I don't repeat my name like a crazy person. Yeah, it's true. But you also have no reason to be hostile towards your clone because your clone... Well... The closest thing to being hostile towards his clone we've seen is he found his body and said, I want to loot that shit, so... I, I, that honestly seems like a perfectly reasonable That's reaction. just the rules of the road. I don't That yeah, was seriously. also kind of hostile, I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> point stands, I've heard the code word. Multiple times, and you haven't shifted personality at all. Yeah, clearly no. I've had this regeneration thing going. So maybe, maybe you're... Maybe you're not the clone. Maybe you were the base material they used to make the clone, and the clone didn't make it. And either way, either way, you're still you. A computer, explain details of Experiment 594. Experiment 594, regarding special clone operation. Vault Resident 2 initiated special clone operation. Vault 18 was only prepared to accept identical clones of Vault Residents. Vault Resident 2, as owner of Vault 18, decided to create clones that are different from one another. With Vault Residents 2 high charisma, the computational power of the Vault itself and the Overseer created six clones all with different attributes off of their charisma. This is what we call the special clone operation. The special clone operation then proceeded to find ways to physically enhance and mentally enhance the human clones that we have. Particularly, Resident 594 was enhanced with salamander genes. Resident 594 cannot die unless completely disintegrated but has a shortened lifespan of about three months. Resident 594 is not the original resident, but is indeed a clone and a genetic mutant of original benefactor. So is there another um, splicing experiment that was contemplated that would expand lifespan that is active at this time in Vault 18? Special Clone Operative 3, increased lifespan, high endurance. Is there, is there a way to transfer all current memories into new clone? Special Clone Operation was a success. We have combination results for Resident 594 but it has not been the five-year time period in which we refresh, refresh all clones. If Resident 594 wishes to refresh cloning, they will have to get Overseer's approval. All right, where the fuck's this bastard? I, it might be the glowing one downstairs. Personality change. I am the Overseer. It's me, Gran. 
Um, oh, perfect. I would like a new body that will not die in a few months. I would like to keep the salamander because that's, I mean, like I said before, you guys did a stellar job with that one. But I'd be willing to give it up um, if I would just not die so soon. Confirmation Thank needed. You. Yes or no? Confirmation needed. Yes or no? Why do I feel like if I say yes, I'm going to die instantly? Is that a thing? Um, so, Overseer, I appreciate your help, and I am excited about future experiments that we are about to participate in, especially Clark, who seems very enthusiastic about the idea of getting an upgraded body in order to help with the future event that's about to inflict itself on New Orleans. But as a warning, um, if we do not get Clark back as part of our action team you see in front of you right now, um, I am going to boil you to a fine white paste and spread you all over these walls. Addendum added. Correction input. Confirmation, Resident 594. Yes or no? Will you guys watch me while I'm being recombinated? I won't leave your Make side. Make sure anything goes wrong. I mean, you got to recombinate your brother. I still think you should do that, by the way. I I still don't know if it's my brother. It, well, but it, I'm genetically. I, wait, I don't brother. actually know if I am me. And it sounds like he would have his memories prior <laughs> to what I, happened in just the first week of, uh, of uh, I guess, recovery. He wouldn't have the memories. Um, I mean, it, it's it's an opportunity, but I understand um, this feels a bit unnatural. Ex, uh, computer, explain high endurance uh, experimental results and complications. Special clone operative three, high endurance. Clone of Marty Buffon. Endurance ranking incredibly high. This individual has been recombinated based off of Marty Buffon genetic code and given incredible endurance. They cannot be harmed by any object or anything from the wasteland or any other entity within it. Are there complications for this one? There is no complication for special clone operation. How long will the process take to reconstitute a body for a uh, clone 594 with the parameters of clone 3? Error. Unable to cross human genetic code against Prime Directive. Prime Directive set by Marty Buffon. All right. So, Clark, um... Was he wow. setting all of these directives? He wasn't the... Well, it well, sounds like I couldn't go back to having a normal body. Well, I couldn't, but a, a Clark could. And I so, Cl- so, Clark, we have a little bit of time on this. Not a lot, but we have not some a time. lot of time. I, uh, I'm, I'm changing my opinion, and I would like to keep the brain alive for the time. Okay. So let's. But Marty Buffon's a different story. Confirmation. Keep alive. Confirmation. 
Yes. Confirmation yes. accepted. Clones releasing. Clones releasing to Wasteland. Clone genetic material released. Thank you for your confirmation. Have a great day. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't sound good at all. That. that doesn't sound good at all. I don't feel like that's that, at all what I agreed to. That's not... Hmm. Well, well calculating a world. Calculating unidentified threats needed to take prime directive action in order to ensure Gulf Entity Operation success. I would like to stress that I am on board with your Gulf Entity problem. Um, but I would have to live long enough to help with that. So I'm still a little bit hung up on that. I don't know what you just did releasing uh, clone genetic material into the wasteland. It kind of seems like something I don't want to get too many details about, if I'm quite honest. Processing. Happy to provide details. No, no. I feel like the less I know, the better. I feel like we we need to know this. I've, no, we, speak we for yourself. I need this is a need to know for me. Plausible deniability. You you guys didn't say yes. No, but I didn't say no either. So it's I guess it's kind of on us. I think there's going to be some messes. Releasing clone genetic material. Resident no, stop releasing genetic material. Five nine four through five nine eight. Clone entities above ground. Oh, no. No, he didn't ask for that. Oh, guys, he just... Tribe released 594 genetic makeup. Genetic makeup of clone 594. Exact clone of original resident 594. No alterations made it per request and addendum. Following addendum and prime directive. Great success. And it gives a little smiley face. That that me will be living, but is going to want to kill me. All you gotta do is say Mardi Gras and get all pissed off. We've established that... I have a very, very difficult moral dilemma of do I kill the me that actually has a chance to live in order to keep myself alive? The answer to that is uh, you are... You are the only, um, Clark, you are the only Clark we've ever known. We would prefer to keep you alive. But that also means that there's a very dangerous Clark that is out there in the wasteland. At least, at least. We should probably at least track him down. Well, you have my full permission to, uh, uh, waste, waste clone Hazel on site if you can. Um, so, uh, I uh, there's so much more for us to do here, but this is going to take us so much time right now. I have a, I feel like the, okay, okay, spitballing an idea, Clark, if we can find your clone, manage to get him unconscious, we might be able to do a memory transfer. Uh, so, your person, is that possible? Are you talking to me? Is that yeah? You're you're the computer person, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, computer person. Yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what voice you were just using. A memory, a memory transfer to yeah. a new clone if we can catch him. Uh, processing personality, Brotherhood of Steel Initiate. 
Yeah, oh, like no. if you brought them like back, like to Vault 18, uh, we could uh, we could just kill the the old guy and keep the new guy uh, and get the genetic material from the. You get what I'm saying? Like the process would need to like happen here. Uh, but here's the thing: uh, you all aren't gonna be, you know, allowed here anymore because of being an unidentified threat. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I suggested this a while ago. We can do a brain transplant. I'm sure that I'm sure we can find a, a Mr. Handy that, that can do that. It's not that simple. See now, here's here's the issue. You you keep saying unidentified threat, and I feel like we're about to be a very identified threat. Um, if if you keep saying crazy things like not allowed back and you can't do a brain transfer and things like that, you, so you I, pick up what I'm saying, bro. Get what you're doing, but we're gonna have to. I mean, I'm gonna take this vault out to surf pretty much after you guys leave. I'm just being courteous until, uh, you know, because you guys are unidentified threat and all. I am curious what you're gonna do with, uh, with the Gulfinity operation, which is a big old word. I know that's a big, that's a big old word. Uh, I feel like if I'm gonna die in a few weeks, I'm going to kill you on my way out. If I'm going to stop splitting hairs and, and just say that. Uh, yeah, I, I can actually, uh, I can confirm that if he doesn't feel like he has anything to lose, we'll burn this place to the ground on the way out. And um, considering what you did to my brother, I'll help him. And I would like to point out, I would like to point out that you engineered me in a way that I cannot die from critical injury. Before Calculating. you say Resident 594 can die of disintegration. Calculating. Calculating. I would like to see you try. Uh, at this point, um, oh, boy. the uh, the mechanical arms retract back up into the ceiling. Um, at this point, a vacuum uh, kind of opens up in the roof, um, and a tentacle arm comes down, almost like an electrical tentacle arm. I'm going to have everybody roll um, agility plus athletics for difficulty three. No critical failure for Pep. Uh, I got one success. I guess if I crit, I could have been. Yeah, I'm slow. Hold on. It was agility and athletics. Uh, nobody, nobody succeeded that. The tentacles come down and plug into your pit boys. A number of information is attached to your pit boys, uh, and you feel like it's like overloading on your arm as the screen starts to scroll around. At this point, the pressure increases, and you all are uh, sucked up into the roof and are in a dark vacuum of water uh, that is that is pouring up from the vault. Uh, and as as you exit, you kind of like plaster yourself against the top of a wall where all the pressure is building. Uh, at this point, that portion opens uh, and releases, and you shoot out the crack of it um, and land in an unfamiliar place at first. Uh, but then you realize that you are back in the carousel bar. 
balls. What the hell just happened? All right, where the fuck's Marty? As you uh, wake up, you realize that it is raining outside. Um, At this point, you see Marty Buffant, the uh, leader of the Voodoos and the one that you have struck a deal with, uh, standing outside in the street uh, with a satch gun in his hand as he disintegrates the head of Ella Fitzgibbons. An entity enters the bar, and you recognize this entity as Madame Malavance. There is darkness. From above, a street light shines on the street. A boot hits a glossy puddle as a hooded man sets a baby covered in a burlap sack on the street. He pulls a cup from his pocket and places two objects inside of it. He slams it to the ground beside the baby. Pulling up, the cup reveals two small dice that read one and one. Snake eyes. The hooded figure quickly looks back and forth and begins to spurn away. In the same scene, a car races down the street, shooting flames from the exhaust. A kid sits behind the driver's seat, gripping the wheel of a makeshift race car that's barely holding on. A dog races into the street, and the boy hits the brakes, sending the car into a tumble midair. Pieces of the car are flying as the fire begins to build. The car lands upside down with a crash. The boy scuttles from underneath with a sense of worry and races into the dark, vanishing. The unharmed dog walks to the swaddled child and licks his forehead. In the same scene, a figure runs down the street wearing Talon Company mercenary armor. He stops to see the child and draws his sword. From the puddle, a figure in a diving suit emerges and locks swords with the Talon Company merc. The clinking of swords echoes down the street as the Talon Company merc knocks the diving suit human clad, excuse me, the diving suit clad human to the ground. The diving suit human holds his sword up to meet the merc. The merc stares him down, chuckles, and falls on the sword. Stars light up the night sky as a covered wagon pulls down the street. Wind blows the cover off to reveal a small girl sitting in a circle of books. The girl leaps to her feet, jumping off the cart, grabbing for the cloth in the wind. She races and manages to pluck it from the breeze. The cart is moving faster and faster away as the girl tries to race back. She stops short as the stairs swirl above her head. The breeze wraps the cover like a cape around her. The kid racer runs back down the street. He stops to pick up the swaddled baby while the girl in the cape hurries to check on them. The man in the diving suit stands and stumbles towards the three of them. Trains pass left and right down the street, adding to the swirl of the night. Their lights pass back and forth, illuminating the edges of the black sky. Two yellow eyes pry open that sky as a yellow fire begins to cascade down from the stars. A rumbling echo like giant footsteps is heard. The crew stands in a circle and takes a deep breath. They close their eyes, and in a flash, the train and people disappear disappear as fire blankets and destroys the streets. And with this vision, Madame Melavance lets go of her temples and falls to the ground. Hey!